that kill, you can push that dope. Get yours, get yours, get yours. By any means. You can steer that wheel, hit the gas and go. Get yours, get yours, get yours. By any means. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bay Podcast. It's your co-host James with Jake. Hello, James. Hey, how's it going? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, yes. Yeah, let's get it started, though. Yes, let's get it started. So, the Sharks played on Saturday night, and they beat the Chicago Blackhawks 5-2. to two. Wow. Nice one, nice. yes. Nice win. Melker Carlson, Carlson, Jesus. Melker Carlson scored two goals, his 11th of the year, um, to lead the Sharks. Timo, I mean, yeah, Timo Mayo scored his 23rd goal of the year. Tomas Hurdle scored his 29th. Marcus Sorensen scored his 14th. So that's all the goals there. Jon- Jonas Donskoy and Michael Haley both had two assists. Nice game nice. for Michael Haley, to be honest. Nice uh, game. Good game by Michael Haley. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And Barclay Goodrow had one assist, uh, who's their fourth line center. And Martin Jones had a 28 save, two goal, 20 out of 30 save performance, which is pretty good. And they played the Montreal can- Canadians. Um, Thursday at 7.30. Nice, nice, nice. Love it. Yeah, so let's talk about the Warriors game on Saturday. They also played on Saturday, yes. They played the Sixers. Uh, they won uh, by three points, 120-117. Katie uh, had a team high of 34 with uh, five rebounds, five assists. Steph left for 28.2. Boogie, I think this is highest score of the season, I think. He went uh, 28, uh, 25 with eight rebounds. They played the Sixers. Ben Simmons had a triple-double of 25-15-3. They uh, play tonight. They play something tonight at 7.30. Alfonso um, McKinney has a left hip contusion. He is probable. Andre Iguodala and Clay Thompson are both out. Iguodala with low back tightness and Clay Thompson with a right knee soreness. They're both questionable. And Kevin Looney and Damian Jones are both out. Kevin Looney with a right pelvic soreness and then Damian Jones with a left pectoral surgery. Yes. And then with other Warriors news, which has been huge, is that they're um, going to sign Andrew Bogut once he's cleared from this Australian team. Kind of nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah, good, pres- yeah. good move there, mate. Yeah, good. Yeah, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Water. I need some water. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's get straight into some uh, uh, college basketball. Um, the St. Mary- uh, Mary's played on Saturday, played number one in Zaga. The score was uh, 55-69. Nice. Nice. Yeah, they finished the regular season 20-11. Uh, uh, the game was actually pretty tight at the beginning. We only were down two after one half. Uh, it was 34-32, uh, but we eventually lost by 14. Uh, Jordan Ford went 19-3-1. Uh, Tanner Krebs was, uh, had 11 points and uh, three rebounds. Uh, Kuzi had 11, 2-1. And, and for Gonzaga... Hachimura, uh, the possible lottery pick, uh, went uh, 17-8-1. He's pretty good. Um, the WCC tournament starts actually this Thursday in Las Vegas. SMC is the number two seed, but they will not play until Monday the 11th. <laughs> yes. Um, East Bay also had the last game of the regular season on Saturday. They played tonight, yeah. too. They played tonight, yeah. They played tonight. Uh, East Bay... Here we go. There you go. Uh, lost to UCSD no. 79-57. Uh, they was finished it? a regular season on a high night, though, with uh, a 21-win season. Only seven losses. Mm. Pretty good. Uh, first, Juwan yeah. Anderson. This is also yeah. their first ever tournament appearance. Love it. Good for them. Go Pirates. Third seed. Yeah. Uh, Juwan Anderson went 18-4-1, uh, while US, UCSD's Chris Hansen was, had a great double-double, uh, 26-11, with one assist. Like Dick was saying... Um, they play tonight, right? You were saying they play tonight? Yeah, yeah they, they play, play tonight, tonight at 7.30 in Hayward against uh, Dominguez Hills. This is the first round. Uh, and they won both games against Dominguez Hills in the regular season, so hopefully they can get this third one, this third sweep and move on to the second round. Yes, that'll be nice. Yeah. So the updated uh, top 10 for the NCAA basketball is now obviously Gonzaga with number one still, and it goes as Virginia... Uh, University of North Carolina, Duke, Tennessee, Kentucky, Michigan, Texas Tech, Michigan State, and LSU. Uh, noticeable fall is uh, Nevada. They are actually 17 now. Hmm. Mm. 
were a top five school, but now they're dropped all the way to seventeen. Not good. Not good. It's not good at all. Yeah. But let's move on to some uh, big weekend for football. Actually, but let's talk about some Forty uh, ers talk first. Uh, the Forty ers and offensive guard Mike Person agree on a three-year deal worth nine million dollars. Hmm. Three million dollars guaranteed. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we have a second question, or, or a question, but maybe we'll ask it later. What are your thoughts? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's talk about uh, some NFL news. Let's talk about the combine. What are your thoughts? Yay. Yeah, combine. Yeah, so the combine started last Thursday, ended on, ended yesterday with the DBs. Uh, I think it was, yeah, I'm not sure if it was yesterday, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it's either a Monday or Sunday. Yeah, either one of those days. For those who don't know, it's Tuesday today. Yes, Taco Tuesday. But, Taco Tuesday, yeah. I did have some tacos today. Interesting. Hmm. But, yeah, I'm going to read off some of the uh, notable players that jumped off. Please do. The board for a lot of teams, or a lot of scouts. Starting off with uh, Justice Hill, Oklahoma State. Former Oklahoma State running back, he had a four four forty. Wow, a forty inch vertical jump and an eight ten broad jump. Whoa! Jeez. Yeah, so he's shining at the combine. It's gonna help his stock up. Uh, Noah Fant, uh, Iowa tight end. Another notable first round pick. For those who don't know, uh, he ran a four five forty, which is very fast. Wow! That's, yeah, definitely a top top tier tight end in this draft. Uh, another man who helped himself uh, this combine, Miles Borkin, uh, former receiver from Notre Dame. He had a 43.5 inch vertical. Damn. Yeah. And then an 11 feet, 8 inch broad jump. Hmm. It's pretty holy, good. Ho- holy. Holy. <laughs> this next one's a little mind boggling. To me, it is, because this is crazy. So. Uh, Memphis has a uh, Memphis or uh, Tyree Tyree Jackson's former Memphis quarterback. All right, quarterback. He's six seven. All right, and he weighs two hundred and forty nine pounds. Damn. He ran his forty yard dash in four seconds. He ran it in a four five nine. Four seconds in eight point five nine. Hmm. That is fast for how big he is. That is pretty fast. Holy cow, that's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, next, another some notable 40s. Uh, me, Cole Hardman Jr. from Georgia. Georgia receiver. Ran a 4-3-6-40. Fast. Uh, Paris Campbell, Ohio State receiver. Notable receiver, for those who don't know. Uh, ran a 4.3-2-40. <laughs> Very fast again. That is fast. Yeah, let's talk about uh, a possible... Number two overall pick now. Yes. So we've been hearing. Uh, Nick Bosa from Ohio State. Edge. So some notable things, uh, especially with the 40 and his bench press. He had 29 reps in the bench press. Pretty good. Up to 225 for those who don't know. That's how much they bench at the combine. Hmm. And then once you hear this number, it's going to be a little, you're going to be like, really? That's, that's how fast he ran the 40? He ran a 4.84. Hmm. That's in a straight line, right? Uh, that's correct. Correct. <laughs> but what we, as an edge defender, as a defensive lineman, what we want, what we really want to look at is the ten yard split that they have for these guys. And right. I think his might have been the fastest, might have second fastest. It was one point five five on his ten yard split. Pretty good. That's fast. It is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Quinn Williams, defensive lineman out of Alabama. Um, he ran a 4.8340. Hmm. He, he ran it faster than Sam Donald and Baker Mayfield. Whoa. Yeah. Lineman. Guess how much he weighs? 370 pounds. He weighs 303 pounds compared to those two guys. Hmm. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, another guy that's been notable in uh, mock drafts as a top five pick for some reason is uh, Rashawn Gary out of Michigan Edge. I was very surprised by his sport. He ran a four five eight, pretty fast actually. That is pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, another notable name, 
he he was consensus number overall pick about two years ago. Is uh, Ed Oliver out of Houston defensive lineman? He had thirty two reps in the bench press, pretty strong. Um, now two notable linebackers, they might go in the first round, early second. Uh, first going with uh, Devin Bush, Michigan linebacker. He ran a four four three forty, and then Devin White, who I think the Niners might land. I don't know if he drops far enough. I think he's going in the first round. LSU linebacker. He ran a four. Or 240. Nice. Jesus. Yes. Um, crazy. Yeah, so then Jamil Dean out of Auburn, defensive back, he ran a 4-340. And it was the fastest of the combine. And then I think it was like 240s later, Cedric Woods out of Old Miss broke it with a 4.2940. Hmm. So that's the fastest of the draft. Crazy. That's pretty fast. Yeah. But let's talk about these two guys that um, that really jumped off the page for the combine. Let's start with DK Metcalf, yeah, old Miss wide receiver. He popped off. He yeah, he popped off. So I'm gonna read his stat line, and then you can read uh, comparisons for him. Okay. So he had 27 reps on the bench press. It's a lot for a wide receiver, that's for sure. Uh, he ran a four three four, oh uh, a four three three forty. Uh, 40.5 inch vertical jump, 11 foot, one inch broad jump. Like Dick was saying, he's an absolute monster at the combine. Unbelievable. Yes, he was a monster. Yes. And just to uh, give you guys a comparison, Julio Jones' numbers at the combine was 4, four 240, 11 foot, three inch broad jump. And a 30.5 inch vertical jump. Whoa. That's that's good. Top 10 pick? Yes. Top 5 pick? Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I think I'm going in top 15 for sure now after this. That's for sure. Yeah, he's probably um, going top. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's pretty really um, good, I think. Yeah, people were talking about how the Niners can get him. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like trade back and get a receiver. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. This, this, I don't know. Hmm. I'm a fan of the player. I don't, he can go wherever. I just want to see him not be a bust. That's for sure. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, for being how big he is and how, you know, hyped he is. Hopefully he's not a bust. That would suck. Yeah, that would not be good. Yeah, let's talk about this last guy, uh, who I thought was a little bit overrated as an edge defender, to be honest. But after his uh, combine, I feel like he really reasserted himself as being one of the top guys now. And that's Montez Sweat at Mississippi State. Like I said, he plays edge. Uh, 21 reps, reps on the bench press. Uh, a 4-4-1-40. Which is the fastest time for a defensive lineman since 2003. That is pretty fast. Jeez. And that's pretty fast for a defensive lineman. A 36 inch vertical jump and a 10 foot 4 inch broad jump. Whoa. Yeah. That's impressive. So, again, great numbers. Uh, possibly, people are saying one of the best combines ever. Yeah, ever. I agree with that. Yeah, kind of sick. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I can't wait till the draft. I can't wait till I can't wait till pro days. Can't wait till the draft. Yeah, it's coming up um, soon. Free agency starts. Yeah. yeah, it starts real, next real week. Free agency yeah, starts definitely. next week. Yes, yes. Free agency starts in a week. Yay. Freaking crazy. But why don't you talk about some of the franchise players? Why don't you talk about that? All right. So NFL franchise tag happened. Uh, it ended today, but there were some players who were franchised. The six who were were Jadavian Clowney was tagged after no progress in the long-term deal. Uh, D4 was tagged as well by the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're also willing to listen to trade offers for him, which is kind of interesting, but they're going to do that. Robbie Gold from the Niners tagged for $5 million. Dex- Demarcus Lawrence, which according to Bleacher Pert, will 
He was tagged, but according to Bleacher Report, he will not show up or have shoulder surgery unless a long-term deal is reached with the Cowboys. And Frank Clark was franchised by the Seahawks, and Grady Jarrett was franchised by the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, 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 yes. So that's your uh, franchise tag. Yes. Um, and some other news: the Jaguars are expected to cut Blake Bortles, which I said he's not even he's not even worth trading. Nope, not at all. Uh, they are the favorites to sign Nick Foles. E. I, yeah, I remember us talking about this. Yeah. You think it's you, you think it's a multi-year deal? How many yep. years do you think it will be? Probably three years. Three years. I remember you telling that I think before a couple podcasts ago. It'd be like a bridge kind of bridge quarterback kind of situation, like a two-year. But I think it still is. Yeah. But twenty million a year? Jeez. That's what, he's, that's what the Supposedly. going. That's the going rate. Right. Yeah. Jesus. So yeah. Um, the Jets, however, apparently, are in the lead to land Le'Veon Bell. Um, I believe that's a good deal for the New York Jets. But we, Bell hasn't played for a year. Took some time off because his, uh, his knee, or not, not his knee, but he didn't have a contract that he wanted. So he took some time off for that last, actually took the whole entire season off last year. And as you know from my sports comic right. bit that I did a couple, or my first uh, set of it, um, you would have known that he ballooned up to 260 pounds at one point, which the Jets thought was, which the Jets were kind of, you know, taken aback by. But right. that's weight you can easily lose because I think he was rehabbing from something, and that's he can only lose that weight, like, within, like, a month. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if they take a chance, it'll, it'll definitely bolster their team up. I mean... They can pay him. I mean, they don't have to pay Sam Darnold a lot of money right now, so... Yeah, they have, like, three more years with him, I think. Yeah, so it's definitely worth it for them if they want to do it. Yep, and also, Michael Bennett is being shopped by the Philadelphia Eagles. He was traded last year to the Eagles from the Seahawks for, I believe, a sixth-round pick. It may have been more, but I forget what it was. Um, so he's being shopped around... Um, Niners? No. Niners? He's a little old... Yeah. Um, I feel like he's a little more better, a lot better in run defense. Yeah, we need pass rushers. I think, rushers. Yeah, I think yeah, we need, we're, we need we're, pass we're I good at run defense. Yeah, Niners are good at run defense, I should say, however. Um, so, yeah, I don't yeah. see him being an option for the Niners. Um, yeah. Another news, Kevin Johnson was released by the Houston Texans uh, as a cornerback who was drafted in the first round. Been a bit of a disappointment in his career. And 49ers? Yes. I think no. 49ers? We need good cornerbacks. Not yeah. bad cornerbacks. We need, we, need, we need good cornerbacks. Yeah, we need enough bad cornerbacks. So, yes. And now, even bigger news. Uh, this is kind of unexpected. Landon Collins is officially a free agent after the Giants do not elect to use the franchise tag on him. However, he could be re-signed by them, but it doesn't look like that's, like that's going to happen. And Yeah, I don't think so either. The Niners may be a target if they mess out on Errol Thomas, Errol Thomas. to play short, yes. strong safety. Then they can look to the draft to draft the free safety, like the guy from Mississippi yeah. State or um, T- Thompson from yeah, the guy from Washington, Tarp. yeah, Rapp, Tarp. Rapp, yeah. Rapp, whatever his name is, or the guy from Bama who's DeAndre yeah, yeah, Thompson. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those. He has like, a hurt knee. He has a hurt knee, but it's, they said it's not like uh, yeah, it's like a big deal. It's just like yeah. a random knee injury. Not <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind him on the Niners, but that's only if they can't get Earl Thomas that they will look for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, true. Want to talk about this last one? Yeah, the Buccaneers resigned, tackled Donovan Smith to a new deal. I've never heard of him. Um, so they, they it's agreed, a lot of money, though. Yeah, three-year deal, $41.25 million in the contract. Only $27 million, actually $27 million of it guaranteed, which is a nice amount for him. Um, yeah, good for him. Yeah, he was rated like in the lower. He was like rated like in the sixties by P- Pro Football Focus for the last yeah. like three years. But since yeah. there's not a lot of since there's not a lot of talent like offensive tackle wise in the NFL, he's gonna get paid a little bit extra than what he's actually worth because there's right. not a lot of players to you know sign who are. He's not great, but he's not terrible. He's like average, which there's not a lot of that in the NFL. Uh, and other notable things uh, are one I, I would say is another the Ravens cut uh, 
Yes, they very, did. They were saying it's a very surprise move, surprising move. I wasn't expecting that at all. I didn't hear anything about that until today. Yeah, and also Crazy. the Rams released Mark Barron, a linebacker, but I don't. I don't know if he's he was rated like seventy sixth and uh, um, uh, linebackers by PFF. So uh-huh. yeah, I don't think the Niners are interested in him, but they could be, but yeah. probably won't. They could be, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the linebacker. I mean, uh, CJ Mosley especially uh, was not tagged as officially free. Well, he's Another actually potential. Yeah, he's close to being free. He has until like. Like Sunday at or Monday at like twelve oh one, then he's a free agent. But they could also re-sign him, like a yeah, not let him hit free agency. But again, as you said about uh, Landon Collins, it does not appear to be likely, and that's the target I want yeah. the Niners to get. Yeah, I was looking at Twitter and there was like, uh, they're like saying that he's not a good quarterback or a uh, linebacker. He, yeah, like, they're right that he's not a good cornerback. Yeah, and I was like, he's a four-time All-Pro. Yeah, there's a difference. Pro, if you say he's like a four-time Pro Bowler, I can be like, okay, that doesn't mean anything. That's like popularity contest. Yeah. All-Pro, that means you're good. That means you're good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, other notables, uh, kicker Stefan Goskowski was not tagged. Either was um, either was Trey Flowers and Trent Brown weren't tagged as well, so all three of them are going to be free agents again. Yes. They could be re-signed, but it doesn't look to be yeah. that way. And Trey Flowers, I think, is going to be a top target for the Niners for a pass rusher. Yes. Uh, another New England Patriot uh, was Dwayne Allen, tight end, oh, yes. was also let go today. Uh, he's in talks with – or he's not in talks. He's, he was uh, visiting the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens today. Hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else. Um, but there was other uh, last. I think this is probably the last thing. Uh, supposedly Tyreek Hill is supposed to get a huge deal today. Oh yeah, they're on like the, a massive extension. Yeah, they're on the uh, path to a new deal. Yeah. You think it happens? How much do you think he's gonna get? Uh, probably more than. He's probably gonna be the highest paid wide receiver of all time. You think he's good? Do you do, do you do you like Tyreek Hill? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's fucking excuse me. He's freaking fast. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's good. A little yes, off the field issue, good. but that's was a while ago, and apparently he's done well and reestablished his image, which is good for him. Yeah, good for him. But um, yeah, still a piece of shit. But yeah, whatever. I'd rather have him on the team. <laughs> yeah, but why don't you talk about uh? uh you have anything anything else to talk about in, in football? Nope, nothing to add football-wise. Um, so we're going to move on. And now I'm going to talk about the Some Giants. huge baseball things going on. Yeah, a few baseball things going on. Giants have had one hell of a week. Um, yes. Yeah, very up and down week for them, huh? Yeah, not the greatest. First first yes. off, they lost Bryce. They lost. They couldn't get he who shall not be named, uh, who signed with the Phillies. But they yes. couldn't sign him because whatever. Um, so then on Friday... Their president, who does like all like he's, I'm not sure what he is exactly, but he's like their CEO of baseball. Uh huh. But yeah. not actually not baseball. Like the he has nothing to do with baseball, but like, uh, um, business wise, there was a video yeah. of him with his wife, and they had a little bit of an incident, a domestic incident. It's not domestic yes. violence per se. It's just an incident. There's no charges or anything like that. So he's taking a leave of absence as they. Look at the thing of leaving Aston, so they can look at what they're gonna do with him. He may get fired, but I doubt he'll be fired. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Then also, Karen Mabin, who was signed to a minor league deal, was arrested for a DUI on Friday. The Jeez. same day. That's yikes. The same day, Larry Bear was caught with his wife having an argument that turned a little bit physical. So not a yes. good couple of days for the Giants. However, though. Some good news about the Giants is their prospects. And now I'm going to yes. do a list of the Giants' top five prospects for those who do not know, which I doubt any of you know. Maybe some do, but for those who don't know, you're going to be uh, taught today. So, my top five prospects. So I'm going to start with number five. Yeah, go ahead. Go down. Okay, actually, you know what? I'm going to do that last. I'm going to do this now. 
I'm going to do players who have impressed me so far for the Giants. Then I'll do okay, okay, okay. Then I'll do that last. So players who have impressed right, me so right. far. Evan Longoria. Uh, so far yeah. this spring training, again, is really early. Like extremely early. So this doesn't really mean anything, but it's good to see. Uh, Evan Longoria, who's finally healthy apparently to him. As, or, or what he said, what the doctor said apparently. He's finally healthy. So far in spring. He's, yeah, so far he's 6 for 11, which is 545 average, which is really good. With two home runs, four RBIs, and a 1.662 OPS, which is like incredible. It's like all time great. But again, it's spring really? training. It doesn't, yeah, spring training doesn't really mean anything. But it's good to see him healthy. He struggled last year. Yes. And he's been really all good right. defensively. Now, moving on, Yangervis Solarte. Jesus. Excuse me. Yangervis Solarte, who's five for fifteen so far, with a 3.33 average, one homer, three RBIs, and a 1.042 OPS. Which is really good. He's playing four positions: second, short, third, and left. Um, so that's good. All at the same time. Well, yes, all at the same time. Anyways, <laughs> the third person that's impressed me is Joey Bart, who you hear about, who you'll hear more about later on. Uh, so far, he's four for eight. That's five hundred average. One homer, one RBI, fifteen hundred OPS. He is impressing defensively. He has a rocket arm, and he's going to be. Really fun to watch this year in San Jose for single A, which yes. I'm gonna go to a bunch right. of games. San Jose Giants, man. I'm gonna go to a bunch of games because they have like they're. Actually, no, I'm not, they're literally like five bucks, dude. I'm, I'm, like yeah, I'm not gonna give you it away. You'll you'll hear it on later on. But yeah, they have a bunch of talent there. Yeah, so he's gonna be really good. My next person is Tyler. Yeah. Next person is Tyler Beatty. Um, this this spring training, he's. Well, okay, yeah. This spring training has a 2.25 ERA and four innings pitched with two hits and one walk. It's a whip of that's a whip of 0.75, which is like incredible. Like that's like I believe it would be, that's yeah that's that's really good. Like that's incredible, incredibly good. Uh, he's a 154 average against. Um, he, so apparently he's back to what he was in college, which was a power pitcher, and he threw pretty fast. When he got to the Giants, yeah. they wanted him to be like a two seamer guy for some reason. Because that's what their old management wanted them to be, which doesn't make any sense. Because that's like something you see in the two thousands. Was a twenty? Yeah. It's a new. Yeah, it was stupid. But oh he's back, yeah, you sent me a video of this guy. Yeah, he's back to what he's in college. Yeah, so his fastball is ninety five to ninety seven. Um, he's yeah. topping at ninety nine miles an hour, which nice. if you saw him last year, he was topping out at ninety five. But this year oh, he's like oh, he's developed nice. he's developed a new way to pitch. So and he has like he just he scrapped all of his pitches except for a fastball and a curveball and a changeup. Yeah. Uh, right now he's just throwing fastball and curveballs. But his curveball, I sent James a video of it, and it's like it's incredible how it's, good it it's is. It's dirty. It's freaking dirty. Yeah, he threw like six against his. He threw six in his last game against I believe the Reds or something like that. And they're all like yeah. they couldn't hit it at all. They all swung and missed or just took it as a strike. And there's a thought that he was gonna be a bust and that he was gonna be not left on the forty man roster and be eligible for the Rule yeah. Five draft, which is when you, yeah. which is when player, when teams can like track, teams can take players from your roster who aren't on your forty man roster on a, after four years yeah. and put them on their yeah. roster. But the thing for Rule Five is that once you draft them, they have to stay on your twenty five man roster the whole entire season unless they get offered back, oh, okay. which wasn't gonna happen. Okay. But he's been really good so far, and he's gonna start in Triple A as a starter. There is some debate nice. whether he's going to be put into the bullpen or a starter, but right now they're going to start him at starter. Then they might put him in the bullpen later on. But he's been really good and he should be a weapon. So let's see what happens there. Um, yeah, next person that's in, that's uh, impressed me impressed so far has been uh, Melvin Adon. For those of you probably most of you don't know who he is. Actually, I would be surprised if anyone knows who he is. He's a pitcher. Um, he's twenty four. Yeah, he's twenty four years old. His ERA, which is six, which isn't really, which isn't good at all. It's pretty bad. But in three innings pitch, he's only given up two hits, and those two hits were home runs. So uh, that's why. Uh, however, he has five strikeouts in three innings, a zero point six seven WHIP, no walks, and a one eighty two average against. So basically, the two wow. hits have been home runs. But everything else has not been able to be like they haven't been able to touch. Uh, he throws ninety eight to okay. He throws ninety seven to ninety seven to jeez ninety seven to one hundred, which is high and fast. And he tops at tops out at an insane mile per hour. Like this is like one of the this would be like, I believe like the second 
or third fastest, maybe the fourth fastest pitcher in baseball behind Aroldis Chapman, uh, yeah, Jordan Chapman. Hicks, who throws 104, right. and Ray Black, who's also on the Giants, who's pretty good. Uh, this guy, right. Adon, throws 103 miles an hour. Jesus. And there was a nine-pitch sequence in his last game where he threw 99, 100, 100, 100, 101, 101, 102, 102, 102. Then he hit Jeez. 103. Then he hit 103. So then yeah. he, yeah, he, his, and the thing about him is that his f- fastball has a lot of rotation on it, a lot of spin, which is really good. Okay. Um, yeah. He's a fastball slider guy. Both of those pitches have a, elite spin on him, which makes it really hard to right. hit. Um, so he's been really good. He's he's he was a starter last year, but he struggled. He's a typical guy you start to see what happens, but he's not able to like keep it his stamina stamina going for more than a couple innings. So they said, right. okay, we're gonna move you to the bullpen. So you just focus on that. And now he's routinely hitting one hundred two, one hundred three, um, like easily. Uh, he's gonna start in double A as a clo- as the closer most likely. And if he gains okay. better control, he's gonna be an elite reliever. And he's gonna move quickly if he plays well, if he pitches well. And his pro comparison for me, kind of kind of lofty, but it's Edwin Diaz, who's now on the Mets, who had, I believe, like 57 saves last year. And he throws the same amount of miles per hour. Yeah, the only home – like, he doesn't get hit upon, but when he does get hit, it's like home runs, but that's off, like yeah. not often. So that's who he reminds yeah. me of there. And the next guy is Chris Shaw, who's 5 or 17, 294 average, two homers, four RBIs, and a 1039 OPS. Um, he, he demolished a two-run homer on Saturday night. It's on our Instagram page. Oh, wait a minute. It's not actually. Because MLB doesn't like its content being shared for some reason. It's stupid. But yeah. Are you serious? Yes. He's 25 years old. Uh, he's he's your typical low average, high strikeout, but a lot of home run hitter. Um, he has easy power. Like that home run he hit, the two run home run he hit, it was he, he he it was absolutely demolished. Like he, it was crushed. It was impressive to see. Um, so for him, he's going to be, his thing about him is that he strikes out a lot. However, that's like yeah. what the game's going to now where you strike out a lot, but you're able to hit a lot of home runs. Think of, uh, right. there's a guy in the Rangers named Joey Gallo who strikes out like 200, 220 times a year. Hits like, Yikes. hits like two, it hits like borderline 190, 200, which is really bad. That's but, terrible. Yeah, yeah. But also hits like 45 home runs a year, which you'll take if he's not a good Average guy, if he hits like forty five home runs, they're like, okay, we'll we'll live with that. Uh, he has a chance to be the Giants' opening day left fielder unless they move, unless they trade for someone or sign someone like Adam Jones. But it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like that's gonna happen. So he's probably gonna be. He might start. They want him to start in AAA, but if he plays well, and since they're kind of like that rebuilding type phase or like retooling type phase, where he could be the opening day starter in left field. Yes, and now, I kind of mentioned these guys already, but the, my top five prospects for the Giants, the Giants actually have a lot of t- high-end, pro- like, not a lot, but they have a couple high-end prospects who are really good. Um, their system isn't the greatest, but they do have a lot of, they do have a they do, jeez, let me just think about it. They do have a lot of talent that's underrated, because when they, when they won the World Series, you know, their main guys, like Lincecum, Kane, uh, Posey were all like Bumgarner were all like elite prospects, but then they had guys like Brandon Belt, Joe Panic, Brandon Crawford who weren't elite prospects. They're like not anyone's top one hundred list, but then they come to the pros and become all stars and really good players. So they always have that. But their top five prospects for me, number five, we just talked about him, Chris Shaw. Right. Yes. Yes. He's twenty five plus plus power. Will strike out a lot. Best case is 250, 260, about 30 home runs, 90 RBIs a year. Probably 150 strikeouts, which wouldn't be that bad uh, starting left fielder. His worst case, though, is like 220, 230 with 20 homers, 60 RBIs, and 200 strikeouts, which isn't great. Um, but you'll take the home runs if he hits like that, though. Uh, but his estimated time arrival, he started. He played last year with the Giants for a little bit, but that was like at the end of the season. His ETA is 2019, and he could be the opening day starter, but more likely to start in AAA. Okay. Okay. Their fourth prospect, Marco Luciano. And for those who don't know, he's a shortstop, center fielder. Okay, he right now he's a shortstop. But they think when he gets older that he's going to move, that he could play in center, but most likely be in left field. 
Um, he's 17 years old, which is really, really yeah, really young. That's they really signed, young. yeah, they signed uh, him last year out of the Dominican Republic, I believe. Uh, he's gonna debut uh, in America this year, most likely the Arizona Rookie League, which starts in July after the after the draft and all that stuff. He's six. Okay. He's seventeen, but he's six two, one eighty. Sixty yard dash is six point seven seconds, which is way above average. He was the twenty eighteen number two international rated prospect, which is really good. Giants signed like a two point six million dollar deal, I believe. Um, so he's six two, one eighty now at seventeen. They think when he's like when he finally grows like to his full potential, they think he's gonna be like six four, like two thirty, two thirty five, but is still gonna be yeah, able to. That's but, crazy tall. Yeah, but is still able to keep the speed because he's really fast and being 6'2", 235 and being able to play center that that never happens really that's like that's incredible Uh, to be that big and that fast which right now he's 17 but he's 6'2", 180 yeah that's crazy that's insane so he's going to be we don't know if he's going to be great or not but he has all the potential to be really good he's going to be a great hitter high ceiling he's got a high ceiling yeah very high ceiling and a low floor so it's not like he's gonna be terrible. He's probably gonna be like, if he's not a star, he's gonna be like a good player to have, basically. Right. Yep. So number three on my list, the Giants' top prospects is Sean Anderson. Uh, he's a pitcher. He's 24 years old. Throws 92, 94. Tops out at 96. He's a four pitch guy. He's durable. He's a former closer at Florida, the college. Um, his estimated time arrival is this year, so 2019. He has a chance to be a number three starter, which is really good. He was acquired in the, um, hot, um, what's his name? Oh, Eduardo Nunez trade in 2016, 2017? Okay. No, in 20, was it? Some year like that. I, don't, I can't even tell you. Yeah, it was 2017 where they acquired, when they traded him. So they got okay. him and another prospect, Gregory Santos, who's 18, and then probably going to be in single a with uh augusta uh but yeah so that was a good deal for the giants and my number two rated prospect is helio ramos the giants first round pick in 2018 2017 uh, he's 19 years old plays in the outfield uh he was ranked the 92nd prospect in mlb in the major league baseball okay uh he's gonna be he's gonna be you're gonna have it's gonna take a while for him to get up to the majors and here's why he's 19 He's the youngest. He's 19 for this whole entire season. He's going to turn 20 until after the season in September. So, right. last year, he was in. He was 18 years old in one of the toughest leagues. He was 18 years old in a league where the players who are older than him are like three or four years older than him. Right. So, it was like a really aggressive move to put him there, and he struggled a little bit. However, though, at the end of the year, he batted, He was really good. He batted like 245 the whole entire season, like 12 home runs, like 70, like 60 RBIs, something around there, um, which doesn't sound great. But for his age, and if you go in history and look at people in that league who are 18, he's actually like in the top half of players who have been that young to play in that league who've had like a great season like him. So people are, people are like saying, well, he wasn't that great last year. It's like, well, because here's why. Three years older, he's 18 years old. But again, as I said, if you look at his, if you look at, history of that age and that league and how they do he was way right. above average uh he's gonna be he's a center center fielder right now he's again like six two like two twenty six two like 180 as well as uh joey Luci- as uh, that luciano guy uh right. he's he he as well he's playing center fielder right center field right now i think he's gonna move to an outfield corner spot so like left or right field pretty good defensively he's fast and he's he has he's a five he, he reminds me of yoana cespedes um, right. For those, do you, do you know who he is? Yeah, play for the play for days. Yeah, he reminds oh, me of Yoenis Cespedes. Uh, right. He's only so again. He's only nineteen. My estimated time arrival for him is twenty twenty two, which he will be like twenty one years old, I believe. Right. No, he'll be like he'll be twenty two. Um, however, though, he could he could rise quickly. We don't know, um, but I think he's gonna be up here like maybe late twenty twenty one like 2022 around there which he'll spend about like four or five years in the minors which the, which is usually isn't a good thing but since he's like mm-hmm. since he, when he was drafted he was 17 years old and he like okay. domin- he dominated the rookie league he won mvp in that um Jesus. yeah he was he's he has a lot of potential he's gonna be if he reaches his full potential he's gonna be a easy all-star like every year 
Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, so estimated time arrival 2021, 2022, pro comparison, Yohannes Cespedes, which would be nice because Yohannes Cespedes, when healthy, is a, one of the best players in baseball. Yeah, he's a pretty good player, yes. I totally agree with you. Yes. And to end this, my number one prospect, Joey Bart, catcher. Mm, yes. 22 years old. He is the best catching prospect in baseball. He's ranked 22nd. He's ranked the 22nd prospect in MLB in the minor leagues right now. He was drafted number two overall. Last year in about like 45 games, he hit 13 home runs, had 40 RBIs, batted at about, I believe, like 290 with a, with a high OPS, high on base percentage, high slugging. Um, he's just, he's just, he's going to be incredible. He's going to be, he's going to be like Buster Posey was. All right. Which is like a Hall of Fame type catcher. Interesting. This guy's also this guy's like six three as well, two twenty five, two thirty. Yeah, big dude. Yeah, and Posey's like six one, like two fifteen, which is which he's smaller, which makes which right. is, which explains why he's had he has had like a lot of like hip injuries because he's not as big guy who's catching, which kind of demands like a strong type of guy to catch there. Uh, but Joey Bart six three, two thirty. He's strong. He's built really well. If you look at him, there's a picture of him and Posey, and he just and Bart just towers over Posey. You would right. think Posey's the rookie and Bart's like Posey. That's what you would think if you saw that. Um, but he's gonna be he's gonna be a perennial All Star, Gold Glove winner, Silver Slugger. He's gonna be an elite player who's gonna make a bunch of uh, All Star games. Um, my pro comparison for him, it's kind of tough to have one, but Matt Weeders. I'm not sure if you know who that is, but if you look at his stats, you think uh, not that not that great. Matt Weider stats that is. However, he is a four-time All-Star, and when he was younger in his career, he was really good. Like he was, a, he was really good, a really good catcher. Uh, Matt Weider's was. Um, so that's my pro comparison for him. But I think Joey Bart's gonna hit for a more average and more home runs. He's gonna hit like three home runs a year, probably easily, even at the Giants team. He's that much power. And my estimated estimated time arrival for him could be this that could be September of 2019, which would be only a year. In a couple of months since he was drafted, which is really fast, or in 2020, when he's when he's 23 years old, which is still like a year and a, which is like two years, which is still pretty fast. So we'll see what happens there for him. But if he becomes to the Giants as we expect, he should be the like starting catcher for a long time and be really good as well. So moving on, UFC 23, geez, UFC 235 was on Saturday. Yeah, but also, yeah, Sports Spilled Saturday, uh, regarding to what it was. Yeah, so let's start off with the main card, or, or let's talk about the main card specifically. Uh, the first fight off the main card, uh, Cody Garbrandt uh, lost to Pedro Munez uh, via uh, KO round one. I'm not a big fan of Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, um, my friend was over watching it with me, and he's like, yeah, he's kind of a cocky. Yeah, was it Michael? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Shout yeah, when um, not Michael, the fighter. Yeah, the fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cody. Yeah, Cody is a piece of shit. Um, forgot who fought him. Because Cody uh, had the belt. Oh, uh, was it um, Dillashaw? Dillashaw. Yeah, TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when Dillashaw beat him, I was pretty happy. Um, that was a good fight. Yeah, it was a pretty good fight. Dillashaw. Yeah, won that, and then uh, Dillashaw. Lost to Henry Cueto, so yeah, that belt's moving around all the, all the time. But Johnny I mean, Cueto's next brother. Fight, excuse me. Johnny Cueto's brother. Shit, might be. Who knows? All right. Anyways, yeah. On the next yeah, fight. Yeah. Anyway, in the in next fight, it was uh, Tisha Torres uh, losing to Wei Zhang via decision. Yeah, I. To be honest, I, I didn't watch. The, I didn't watch these fights, but I saw the highlights. That was really it. Yeah, I I sort of watched that one. Yeah. It was alright. It was uh, nothing. It was alright. Not, nothing, nothing special. Weird. It went the yeah. Um, and then the next fight, this is where I tried to pick up, was uh Royal uh Robbie Lawler uh losing to Ben Askren via submission in the round one. Yeah. Um there was some speculation that the fight was uh stopped early, right? Yeah. Yeah, there was. You want to uh, go a little into depth of that? Yeah, because I don't know what happened. Yeah, so here's what happened. So this is Askren's first ever UFC fight. So right, like, 18 and 0 coming into yeah, this so fight. Yeah, it's like 12 yeah. seconds in, he goes after Lawler, and Lawler, like, throws him over his shoulder and, like, throws him down. 
and yeah. he's on the ground and Lawler just punched him in the face like he was he was so close he was all bloody like, uh-huh. I was surprised they didn't stop the fight but they kept it going so okay. then after a while they did like all that stuff I was like the, I was like the first minute but then like two minutes go by and uh-huh. like Askren like for, somehow like survives it and fighting's on the ground and he gets Robbie Lawler like in a choke yeah, it wasn't. It was like across his face, which is all you basically need to do to choke a guy out, really. Um, so he had that. Then Lawler was trying to get out of it, so he threw his arm down to the ground, making it look like it was limp. Like you know, okay. when you knock out, when uh, you get knocked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Everything just falls down. Yeah. So he's like, uh-huh. he was he was holding it up, and he put it down quickly, which made it look like he passed out. So then, okay. the, so then the ref was like, touching him, see if he's all right. But he okay. wasn't he wasn't saying anything, so they stopped the fight. So he called the fight like tap. He the, so the ref like stopped the fight, and they uh-huh. gave the win to Askren. But Lawler was like, I wasn't out, I wasn't out. But he looked out on the on the replay, like his yeah. arms like went straight down to the ground, and all the commentators are like, yeah, that's not like the commentators are like, I understand why he called that because the arm just went straight down to the ground, and you, it was like he not got knocked out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the commission, the Nevada commission said, yeah, that was the right call. So I mean, if he went, if once a guy goes limp, you gotta you gotta call it. There's even if he doesn't, if he extremely looks like he is, and it seems to me that Robbie Lawler was, according to how you said it, yeah, they should have, yeah, they should have called it, which is uh, perfectly fine. So now Ben Askren is a uh, nineteen and zero now, so. I think he has a big fight. I forget who, but uh, it's gonna be in London. I think it's gonna be across the pond. Yeah, we're not sure. I'm not sure who he's fighting yet, though. But yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not on a UFC uh, 236. I'm pretty sure it's not. But uh, let's move on to the co-main event uh, where Tyron Woodley uh, lo- loses his belt uh, to Kamaru Usman via decision. He is now the new welterweight champion. Um, I did see highlights of this fight. It felt like. Woodley had it at the beginning. No. And then Usman just picked it up. Or did Usman dominate the entire time? Yeah, Woodley had no chance. It was over. Like, it was the same fight for five rounds. Really? Yeah, like, Usman was just, like, had control of the whole entire fight. Like, the whole entire fight. There was, never a, there was never a chance where I thought, okay, maybe he might get out of this. Maybe Woodley might have a chance to win. Yeah. It was like, nope, no chance. Interesting. And then lastly, uh... The main, the main event, uh, John Jones retaining his belt against Anthony Smith uh, via decision, so he retains his light heavyweight belt. Um, I'm surprised this went all five, actually. Yeah, yeah. John Jones, uh, like, really known for finishing his fights, but I guess... Yeah, how was how was his fight? How was it? Uh, Woodley? No, John oh, Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah Jones. I meant, I meant, I got my guys confused. Jones. Um, it was Jones all the way. Like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. There was never again. There was never a chance where I thought, okay, he might lose. No, it was him all the way. No. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, the next uh, UFC uh, main, uh, main cards is uh, UFC 236, where and the main event Max Holloway will be taking on Dustin Poirier for the interim UFC lightweight championship. And then Kevin Gaslam versus Israel Adesanya for the interim UFC middleweight championship. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun to watch. Pretty excited for that. Um, I'm going to say I got Max in the main event, and I got uh, Israel in the co-main event at UFC 236 for sure. Yeah. I got Israel. Yeah. Israel. Yeah, definitely. So you want to talk about some soccer that went on this weekend? Yeah, this will be like a 10-second thing. Earthquakes yeah, lost. Seconds. Earthquakes lost to the one. Magnus Eriksson scored the first goal for San Jose, his first goal of the year, like 18 minutes in. They're 0 1 0, and their next match is against Minnesota United this Saturday at 5 p.m. Lit. Yep. Let's get into uh, one of our segments. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. No, are you not going to play the music? Oh. Oh, yeah, I need to find that now. Right. Uh, yeah. Music. Fuck. If it doesn't go now. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. We had to pause this episode for like a good hour. 
No, like, yeah, because my Wi-Fi went out. His, I thought your power went out. Yeah, both went out. Like the power of your house, right? Yeah. Blackout, brownout, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's a blackout. 2 nothing Boston in the first quarter, 11-28 passed. Oh Durant, my god, it just started. Durant got fouled, two free throws coming up. All right. Uh, you start it. Now, I'll introduce Excuse me? That's an ad. I love ads. They're the best. All right. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh yeah! If your team isn't 3-1, and one, do not talk to us. In the first game, Nick Price sink the fleet's ships and get their first win of the season, 26-23. The Apollos shine all over the Stallions and beat them 20-11. Weird score. They are still undefeated at 4-0. The Commanders turned to iron into rust and beat Ooh. them 12-11. Another, wow. weird, another weird score. The Legends pour water all over the Hot Shots and get the win, 14-11. The hot shots were extinguished on this night. Let's go. And that's your AF segment of the week. Hashtag send it segment. Send it. Let's move on to our second segment. Have you watched any? Uh, have you watched any of those games? I have not watched a single game since the second week. I haven't watched any of the games since the second week. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I don't give a damn. It's kind of. I mean, I feel like there's getting more. There's a lot more people going to the games, which is good. Yeah, but yeah. But I yeah. just don't. It's not on TV, you know. It's they put it on uh, yeah, like, like BleacherReport.com or Bleacher Report. Yeah. I'm not watching on that shit. They're not. No. They're putting on like CBS All Access. I don't have that. Put it. Put it on like fuck. Excuse me. Put it on like ESPN. They're not gonna put it on ESPN. No, no. way. Put it on. Uh, I remember the first week they had it on. Uh, I think they had it on Channel Seven or something like that. Yeah. Put t- it back on yeah. there. They had it on TNT for a little bit too. Yeah, I think it was that second week or third week they had it on TNT. But like, I mean, come on, I'm not trying to watch it on my phone or put it on an actual channel I can watch on. Yeah. All right, moving on. It's now yeah, time. Yeah, right, next segment. Yeah. For our winners and losers of the weekend, I'll go first. Yeah. You go. I'll first. go first. Yeah, definitely. So this is kind of my winner. Actually, I actually have a winner and loser at the same time. Interesting, interesting. Winner-loser, Johnny Walker. Not the drink. Oh. Johnny Walker, the UFC fighter. He won his fight against Misha Sirkunov with a flying knee kick to the guy's chops one minute into the first round. <laughs> no a- way. Yes, and after the fight, while he was celebrating, he tried to do the worm. You know, the dance the worm? Yes. Well, in the process of doing this, he dislocated his shoulder and knocked himself out. He knocked himself out. Yep. Trying to do the worm. Dislocated his shoulder and knocked himself out. It had to be like right at the beginning where he's like about to do it. Yeah, he hit his face on the on the, on the thing, didn't he? He hit his, he hit his, his shoulder that dislocated. Then he hit his head and knocked himself out. That is so funny. <laughs> Johnny Walker. Wow. Get, got a little too excited there. Well, at least in, at least Johnny Walker. Uh, you know what John, Johnny Walker should do? What should he do? He should get a. He should or Johnny Walker the drink should try to partner with Johnny Walker because he's supposed to be like this next like superstar. Oh really? Interesting. He's Brazilian. I I made the joke on our Instagram that you do it for the homeland Portugal. Then I said he's actually not port. He's not actually from Portugal. He speaks Portuguese though, which is close enough. Oh right, right, right. So that's right, why right, I, I wanted. That's why. Right, he, right, yeah, he's right, gonna right. be pretty. He's gonna be really good. Yeah, he was what, and he was in the prelims. No, he was on the main card. Um, uh, no, maybe the prelims. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great fight. Everything. Yeah. Good but, for him. to the face like that. I like that. Yes. But yeah. So I'll do mine. I have one win. I have one winner and one loser. So hmm. I'll start with my winner, uh, which are the kids. The winners wow. are the kids. Yes, they are. Yeah, so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, for those that don't know, uh, Hall of Famer, played for the Lakers and the Bucks. Basketball player. Basketball player, yeah. He auctioned off his memorabilia, which got him $2.8 million for his oh Skyhook Foundation. No. Uh, the Skyhook, yeah. I have, so, I have uh, to say something. Excuse me? I would think all that stuff would have gotten, gotten more money than $2.8 million. I 
mean, he sold he sold all his rings, which is four, I think. And his MVPs. And his what? Two MVPs? Four MVPs? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Something like that. Yeah. I thought that would get more than two point eight million, but hmm, that's still nevertheless. That's still yeah, good. For the kids. It's still a lot of money. Definitely still a lot of money. I also wonder if the team might just give him like a new one. That'd be interesting. That's a good question. Like they might just give him four rings and like two random MVPs that they just like refurnished or re refurnished. Jesus, not a furniture, but like just randomly found. Like, here, here's two. Here's the ones you gave away. Interesting. Yeah. Well, for the Skyhook Foundation, uh, they give economically challenged kids a chance to experience nature and learn about the basics of science, technology, and engineering. Hmm. Shout out, shout out to Kareem, dude. Good guy. Yeah. Shout out to. Yep. All right, I'll do my loser now, which is I don't I don't know how to say this. I think it's Jachai. Uh, Jachai Polite. Whatever. Yeah. So he is a former defensive end for Florida, and obviously during the combine, people have interviews and stuff like that. They interview with teams, and um, the scouts, the scouts, excuse me, the scouts, the scouts uh, complained about how bad his interviews were with multiple teams, and there's speculation that his Interview with the Knights was the worst, but he also had interviews with the Packers where they're also bad. Um, he ran a very slow four eight four forty, and that he didn't even participate in the drills uh, due to a ghost hamstring injury, which a scout called bullshit on. Hmm. So during uh, media, people were, uh, a reporter was asking him. And they said uh, Polite was bashing him. And I got quote-unquote stuff. So Polite said they were trying to figure out my character. That's their job. They were supposed to do that. I'm not being a crybaby or anything. That's their job. I just didn't expect it. Uh, the mm. reporter goes on to ask, anything they ask you that kind of threw you for a loop? And Polite says, no, just character questions, accountability. Then they turned on the film. Bad plays. Hmm. Well, he's not going to be um, yeah, he's definitely a loser. I feel like when you're going to go interview for a team, you should be, like, you should be ready for any type of question that they're going to be asked. Yeah, one team asked this one guy a question. Do you have two of your testicles? Was that, was that last year or was it this year? This year. This year? Yeah, I forget yeah. the player. There's, there's, like, another question where a guy said, like, uh, staring contest, and they, like, they stared at some stranger for, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, that was the Seahawks. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that one, but I guess... I yeah, know. I don't understand a lot of the questions they ask. Like, why the heck... What kind of... What? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't... What are you guys reviewing there? But, I mean... Yeah. In Polite's experience... The, the 49ers... I've read... i read this. The 49ers also had an interview with DK Metcalf, and they also showed him the bad plays. Yeah, they did have a bunch but, of players. Yeah. Yeah, they did, have, they did this to a bunch of players, and they were... Completely fine with it, I guess. And Metcalf was like, yeah, it's a learning experience. Yeah. I think he said he was happy he even got to show them the bad plays. Because it's like, when you ask, why did you do this, blah, 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 you should have an answer for it. And I guess Polite was just not a fan of it at all. Yeah, I understand why so, they're doing that too, because Ruben Foster, they're going to be like, okay, yeah. you know what, we're not making that mistake again. We're going to ask like yeah. serious, hard questions and make sure they know. I mean, to make sure like they are answering truthfully, because they could probably tell, like, okay, maybe he's lying here. But yeah, yeah, Polite is killing his draft stock and will not be a 49er. Yeah, it was it was projected that he'd be like a first rounder or top tier or a high second rounder. But now I feel like, yeah, he's going to drop for sure because of just what, ha- what happened at the combine. Yep. Definitely didn't help. I mean, he still has his pro day. Maybe he can make up for it. But I mean, yeah, just definitely not good for him what, he, what happened. Not his brightest moment. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we have one more segment. Um. Yes, we do. One yeah, more one segment. more. It's all on you, Jake. We were gonna do sports comic, but we decided to switch that to Friday. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, but we do have some good. I do have some good jokes. I believe that will be coming up. Yeah, I um, hope so. I'm trying to get a laugh out of them. You know, comedy's comedy's about making mistakes. You know, not every set's gonna be great. It's gonna be a learning experience. Right, You're gonna right. get booed sometimes. Some people are gonna love you. So you know, you know what? Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> You know what? 
No, we'll do it Friday. We'll do it Friday. Yeah, let's do it Friday, for sure. It's a good save. It's a good save. Yeah, good save. Anyway, last segment. My basketball league update. So, for those who don't know, I'm in the basketball league for the city of Wanna Creek. Men's Adult Recreation League. We played this sun uh, last Sunday, I believe like eight ten it was or something. No, like seven. Seven ten. You said seven ten. Seven ten. Yeah, seven ten. Um. So, you know, we lost seventy seven to fifty two. However, Yikes. we we were close and we did keep, we were only down by like six points at half, so we kept it close. But we only had seven players and they had like eleven, so we got. I played like twenty four minutes. And I got. You guys only have seven players on your team. Well, we have we have nine, but two were hurt. Yikes. Yeah, so and they the other team play. had 11? Yeah, they had 11. Oh, man, they were fresh then. Yeah, they had a, and they are like older than us and bigger and stronger. However, though, <laughs> I played, I thought I played fine. I played 23 minutes. My shooting wasn't great. I went two for seven from the field, two for six from three. I missed the layup. However, the four threes I missed, three of them were right on target. I was wide open, right on target. They just went in and out. And one of them what was like want. a... It's definitely what you want. What? It's definitely what you want. Yeah. And one of no them... No air balls. Yeah. The, the, my, the, one, the one three that wasn't close, I like shot from like 34 feet. Because I was like... Jesus. I was like, YOLO, why not? You were and feeling I, it. Yeah. And it like hit the side of the uh, rim. So it wasn't that close. So that didn't go in. Then I missed the layup, which was kind of sad. However, though, I finished with six points... I had nine rebounds, nice. Nice. Four assists, three steals, two blocks. I would have had three blocks. They caught a foul on that one. And I had DGLN. Draymond Green-like numbers. Yeah, big fan. I like that. Six, I nine. That. Yeah. I told you that when you sent me your stat line. Six, nine, four, three, two. I was doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. My season stats, well, since the first game... Six points per game, nine rebounds per game, four assists per game, three steals, and two blocks per game. 33% from three, which is all right. 28.6% from the field. That's not good. Two for seven. Here's something good, though. If I played 36 minutes, my per 36 minutes, this is what I would have averaged. Like, first season. 9.4 points per game. 14 rebounds per game. Six and a half assists per game. Five steals per game. And three blocks per game. That's doing a little bit of everything. Interesting. Interesting. My per thirty six is really good. It's like, like uh, I don't know a player who does that, but it's not. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, um, yeah, pretty good. Our next game is this Sunday at eight oh eight oh five versus the Buckshots, who are also zero one. Um, What's your guys' team name again? Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, we're called the uh oh. Um, so we shot like fifty threes, anyways. But also, I've, I almost died during the game because that was my first real game in five years, and my yeah, dude, you were you were shook, dude. Oh, I was like the first. Jake, Jake Jake texts me and he goes, "Dude, my side is burning," and I was like, "Yeah, it's probably because you did so much cardio that your your body is literally burning." Yeah, that's why I don't play defense. But that's why defense is pointless. But I played defense. I got nine rebounds. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Three I was telling me how much Like, like basketball run, like outdoors, like just pickup games is just not the same like as like yeah. league games. They're yeah. not. They're oh, not. It's so much They're different. It's so much different. The first yeah. I was supposed to play like the first five minutes. So then the five minutes go by, and the guy, I was I was playing like really good defense. I had like four rebounds as Andre Iguodala shaved his head. Apparently, I I had, <laughs> I had four rebounds. I had three rebounds, like two steals and a block. Like Jake, stay out there. I was like, oh shit. So I stayed out there for another like five and a half minutes. I played. Oh, I played twenty three minutes. I was, I played the last like nine minutes too because it was garbage time. Because we right. have we have a rule that if we're down by twenty with nine minutes left. I get to play the whole entire game because it's garbage time. So that's where I got my like six. I got like five more rebounds, like three assists and like a steal and another block. And then I made right, my, right, and then right, I made a right. three. Um, so yeah, I, I almost died because. It felt like I was having, like, my appendix was going to burst. Yeah, no, that's happened to me all the time, dude. Don't worry. And the, you just got to wait for it to end. Yeah, and, like, this last couple of days, I'm, like, my legs, my leg is, like, both my legs are sore. My feet sore? are sore. Yeah. My, uh, there's, like, a, where my breastbone is on the right side. It's, like, it's, like, all, like, there's, like, a sharp pain in there that's, like, 
it's like an intercoastal thing. I've had that a couple times before, so I know what it is. But right. it just hurts. Like, I can't, like, if I try to, like, stretch, like, it just, like, kills right there. Right. But we do play this Sunday at 8.05 at Tice Valley Gym in Walnut Creek. So, if anyone's in the area, stop by. Watch me, you know, try to play basketball. Uh, we do. We will have all our players playing. No one will be injured. I wish injured. I was part of this team. Yeah. No one will be injured, so we'll all be playing, and we hope to get a W against the Buckshots. And we believe we have a strong chance, and we hope that we get the win. Very, very interesting. Yes. All right, then. Uh, yeah. I have nothing else to add today. Do you have anything else to add today? Did we talk, did we talk about what's going to happen with the Cardinals? Oh, what? Them... Yeah, so uh, I don't think we Kyle did. Murray? Yeah, so the Cardinals apparently here's what the scuttle is or the talk is after here's the combine. Here's a scuttlebutt. The scuttlebutt. Yeah. Yes, after the combine. Apparently, the Cardinals are going to trade Josh Rosen, Rosen, Josh Rosen, allegedly, to. Here's what. It, okay, let's backtrack here. Here's what the possible trade could be. Could be. It sounded like it could happen, but we're not. No one has like any concrete information yet. But all the topic of talk during the combine was the Cardinals would trade Josh Rosen to the, I said it again, Josh Rosen to either the Washington Racial Slurs or the Miami Dolphins for picks. Or there's one more team, the New York Giants. Hmm. Or the New York Giants, which would be interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, Very interesting. Yeah, that would, that would be interesting. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it'll be Josh Rosen, either of those three teams, which will allow the Cardinals to draft Kyler Murray, which then would allow the Niners to stay at two and draft the best player in the draft, probably the best pass rusher we've had in a couple years since Miles Garrett, at number two in Nick Bosa, and we'll have our pass rusher. Yes, we will have our pass rusher. God, I just can't wait till freaking uh, the new the new leagues new league year starts. Dude. What happens if this happens though? Let's say the Giants want Odell Beckham for the second Gone. pick, for their sixth pick, and like, let's say the Niners trade the second pick for the sixth pick and Odell Beckham. Would you do that or stay at two and draft Bosa and draft the receiver? Or would you trade for Beckham, go to six, then draft another pass rusher like Clinton Farrell so you have both of them at the same time? I don't know if I'm trading this the second this year, dude. There's no way. Yeah. I trade them our first for next year. Yeah, but I doubt they would do that. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that they take that trade, but yeah. Because if the Giants don't get Josh Rosen or, you know, they want to trade up and get, you know, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things that's gonna, that are happening. But we'll see. I mean... I just want their team to get better, and I just want to pass for sure. Yeah. So hopefully, want. hopefully something like that happens, but... Yeah, seriously. We'll find out. All right, three seconds, five seconds, James, end it. Oh, okay, hey, uh, thank you for listening to Be A Podcast. This is your host, James with Jake. Uh, like, rate, subscribe, everything like that, yeah. Bye. Bye. What?